You're listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. Welcome to the Collegian Week in Review. Here are your hosts, Maddie Welsh and Lauren Scott. Welcome back to the Collegian Week in Review, where we give you an inside look into Michigan's oldest college newspaper. We're your hosts, Maddie Welsh and Lauren Scott. And today we'll be talking to Logan Washburn about a lawsuit filed against the Hillsdale County Republicans, as well as other happenings in the city. Megan Williams about why California is not as bad as Hillsdale students think, as well as the 75th anniversary of the Tower Players. Christian Peck Dimon about what's going on in Hillsdale Charger football. And finally, Lauren herself about Hillsdale K 12 schools that open this fall. This is Lauren, and I'm here with Logan Washburn, the city news editor of the Collegian. This week, Logan wrote a story about a lawsuit filed against the Hillsdale County Republican Party. Tell me about this story. Who filed the lawsuit and why did they file it? So this is a pretty complicated issue. Um, I'm going to try to make it as simple as possible at first. So the way things are currently, there are two competing groups for control of the County Republican Party. One group back in August um, disavowed 60 members roughly and called them Trotsky International Socialists. You know, the members they disavowed included the state Senate Majority Leader, Representative Andrew Fink, and Professor Gary Wolfram. So that's one of the groups. They disavowed members and they were the original ones in control of the party. And then there's a second group that basically arose as a reaction to this. They were the people that were disavowed and couldn't attend the county convention. So they formed another group and held a meeting in which they claim they were legally voted in to control the party. So what we've ended up with are two competing groups that want to control the party. The group that arose as a reaction to the disavowals um, is led by County Commissioner Brent Leininger. His group sued the other group for control of the party. They're essentially trying to settle this issue before the election. They've sought an injunction for that, and so we'll see how that goes. But that's currently where things are. What else is happening in the city this week? So um, we had a few other stories. We had an update on the status of staff shortages. Some businesses are still reeling from that and trying to recover, while others, for different reasons, um, have caught up to where they were before the pandemic shutdowns. So um, that was good because we got a lot of voices from the community who are all in different situations. So I think that turned out well. We also had a story on car part thefts that have been increasing across the county. So catalytic converters are worth a lot of money. They're a part of the exhaust system that's easy to access. This means that oftentimes in bigger cities, um, criminals will get under big trucks and just cut them off the bottom of the car. But this trend has reached Hillsdale recently. And city detective Brad Martin said that they deal with thefts of the part on a regular basis now, and they generally have three stolen per month. So it's an increasingly common occurrence. And Dean of Men Aaron Peterson actually had this happen to him. And we detailed another recent theft in which the police actually got footage of the suspect stealing the converter. And so we were able to feature that and put that information out there so the public can know what's going on. Are there any events coming up that people can keep an eye out for? Yeah, so there are a few. I'm going to have um, a shameless promotion right here. Um, I'm going to be moderating an event on Monday night at 8 p.m. in the Plaster Auditorium at Hillsdale College, 
We're partnering up with the Hillsdale Daily News to host candidates for city government offices, including Mayor Adam Stockford, um, and then candidates Gary Wolfram, a professor at Hillsdale, and Cynthia Merritt, who are running to represent Ward 3 in the city council. We're also going to host Joshua Palladino and Penny Swan, who are competing to represent Ward 4 in the city council. And that event is going to be a town hall event, so we are encouraging all residents to attend. The admission will be free. Um, and yeah, bring all of the questions you have for these candidates, and you might get an opportunity to ask them the questions you have. There have been some fires happening um, around Hillsdale, around the city of Hillsdale. I know there was one in Quincy, but recently there was a fire actually in the city of Hillsdale. Can you tell us a little bit about that fire? So I can tell you about this fire. Um, it was a bit disturbing considering the recent trend of arson, but um, around the time of the county fair, the cases of arson have quieted down. And so this would have been a change in pattern because the fire was during the morning and not the night, and it was in a residential house within city limits. So um, that would have been very alarming, and police actually investigated the cause of this fire. It happened Sunday morning in the city of Hillsdale off of Southwest Street. Um, We didn't get this information in time for publication, but we just got an update from the police department today that there were no suspicious causes of this fire. So we're all safe against arsonists um, in the city of Hillsdale. When police responded to this fire, they actually took a very hands-on approach. And something that really struck me was the fact that police officers ran into the burning building because they weren't sure if anyone was still in there. So they risked their life while they were waiting for rescue teams to arrive um, in case something bad were to happen to the officers. This week in the city news section, you guys included a police report. Is there anything in this report that you think the citizens should know about? Well, there are a few things. Um, We have another case of burglary, which is a somewhat recent trend. Um, I've seen many more burglary cases as of recently. Um, Lots of breaking and entering, things like that. And officials have spoken to us before and expressed that this is a consequence of the rising drugs in the community. So we included one of those cases of burglary. Um, And then there were some arrests for assault and drug possession, things of that sort. Um, A man was also arrested by the Michigan State Police for domestic violence in the third degree and interfering with a telecommunications device. So that was another unusual arrest this week. Something we didn't include um, for various reasons was that two women were arrested on stray dog charges. Thank you for joining us today, Logan. Thanks for having me on. I always enjoy it. You're listening to the Collegian Week in Review. This is Maddie, and I'm here with Megan Williams, the culture editor of The Collegian. This week, she wrote a story telling us all about why California is not as bad as everyone says. Megan, tell me about this. So when I came to Hillsdale as a freshman, I was kind of shocked at how many people 
were ragging on California and how many people seemed to hate it for no apparent reason. And a lot of people's reasoning that they gave me for why they hated California was because it was a democratic sanctuary and Republicans are oppressed and people get treated terribly in California, which frankly is not true. Um, So I did some research for one of my classes and presented it in this opinions article. I explained how California actually has more registered Republicans by percentage of their registered voters than states like Alabama do. There are also six states with more Democrats in it than California, like Hawaii and Massachusetts. And no one advocates that we should stop visiting Hawaii simply because there's a bunch of Democrats there. So I don't know why it happens with California. Um, But besides those political things, California actually has the most national parks of any state. They have nine. There's a bunch of natural beauty there. And it's also just one of the most geographically diverse states in the United States. Um, You can literally be at the beach surfing one day and drive two hours and go night skiing in the same day which is kind of ridiculous. Um, And it's just absolutely beautiful there. And I think people need to stop judging states based on what they hear on the news or what their friend tells them based off of what they read on their phone and should actually go and travel more and visit states and form their own opinions based on what they see and experience because I think that's more fun. What part of California are you from? I'm from Southern California, about 45 minutes north of Los Angeles in a little town called Simi Valley. What is your favorite thing about California? Definitely the beaches and the food. Um, In-N-Out is incredible no matter what people say. Texans like to say it's not as good as Whataburger, which is ridiculous, but that's just me. Also, the beaches are incredible. The water's kind of cold, but you can go to the beach any time of the year just because the weather there is so great. So you can spend New Year's Eve on the beach eating In-N-Out or authentic Mexican food or Indonesian food, whatever you want, really, because there's everything there, and it's all really good. Um, So it's a very culturally diverse state, which is actually really enjoyable to grow up in because you get to try a lot of different things. You also wrote a story this week, Megan, about the 75th anniversary of the Tower Players. Tell me about this story. What did you find out about that? So I was actually approached by Dr. Christopher Matzos. He's one of the um, theater professors here at Hillsdale. And he told me that it was the 75th anniversary this year of the Tower Players, which is the production branch of the theater department at the college. Uh, He told me that they were actually, the theater department is presenting Our Town in November, um, doing a production of that. And they decided to do that because Our Town was one of the first Uh, major plays that the Tower Players did back in 1948. So they're doing that kind of as an homage to the original Tower Players, but I found out that the Tower Players was founded by Professor George Hale. No one really knows what he was a professor of, but he later became the director of dramatics for Hillsdale College. Um, And he gathered a bunch of students using ads in the Collegian, and they actually started performing little productions in the top floor of Central Hall underneath the tower, which is one of the reasons people think they're called tower players. And uh, they didn't have any funding starting out, so they just had to do everything themselves. They painted all of their stage props. They've designed all of their own costumes for their production of Our Town. They actually borrowed a bunch of clothes from a man in town that they used because they thought his uh, wardrobe was appropriate for the production. So that was kind of an interesting tidbit. But uh, we really were just able to dive into the old collegians. Dr. Matzos had done that over the summer, and he was able to provide 
a lot of cool articles and little snippets of information based on what he was able to glean from old collegiate articles, which was pretty fun. Was there anything that you learned while you were researching that you didn't get to include in this story? I wasn't able to include why the tower players were named the tower players. Um, Professor Dr. Matzos thought it was because they would perform in the Tower of Central Hall, whereas Dr. Brandon referred, um, in my interview with him, he referred to some obscure French word or name that used to um, refer to theater people and productions as something relating to towers. I don't quite remember exactly what it was off the top of my head, but it was really interesting to kind of find um, the origin of the name tower players. Also, uh, the college at that time was going through a bunch of change, which I did mention in my article, but there were a lot of veterans who were attending the college because of World War II, and Dr. Matzos explained that there were a lot of people older than the normal college age now that were attending Hillsdale at the time, and so they had to, the college had to build a bunch of housing for veterans and married couples, um, and those were a lot of the people that were making up the tower players then. So the tower players' demographic was actually um, comprised of older veterans and married couples, um, which is kind of interesting that it started out with people more in their later 20s than now. It's mostly people ages 18 to 22. Well, thanks for coming on the show, Megan. Great. Thanks, Maddie Walsh. The Collegian Weekend Review continues. This is Lauren, and I'm here with Christian peck Demet, the associate editor of The Collegian. And he wrote an article this week covering the Hillsdale football team. The Chargers have played two games in the past two weeks, and they won one and lost one. And he's going to tell us a little bit about this. Yeah, so two very lopsided games for the Chargers these past two weeks. Uh, obviously, one in, in either direction. Uh, so obviously, we had the fall break kind of split there. Uh, so this one article is covering back uh, to the homecoming game, even though obviously it was two weeks ago. Uh, we lost 41 nothing to Tiffin at home, uh, which is obviously not the, the homecoming outcome that you're, you're looking for ever. Uh, but then turned around the next week uh, in Northwood, so an away game, but still an in-conference game, and beat them 41-7, to so just about flipped that score. Have there been any standout players in the past week? Absolutely there have. So uh, senior running back Mike Herzog uh, went and picked up his first GMAC Offensive Player of the Week award. He had 159 yards and three touchdowns. Uh, which is obviously an incredible game. Uh, both the 159 yards and the three touchdowns are both career highs for him uh, in a single game. And it also does enough to boost him uh, to first in the conference in total yards, total rushing yards. What about any outstanding players overall in the season? Yeah, so sophomore wideout Isaac Tesla uh, has just been phenomenal all year. He is top five in the nation in Division Two, in both receiving yards and touchdowns. He's been probably the most uh, consistent, high-level contributor for the Chargers offensively. He's just, I mean, he's 6'4", can flat out, you know, beat you off the line of scrimmage. It's, uh, he's a freak of nature, and he's, he's shown it every week. Uh, so there are a couple of good comeback stories for the Chargers this year. Uh, both in the backfield, Luke Keller, our fifth-year senior quarterback, 
uh, is coming off of a torn ACL last year, actually, in the homecoming game. Uh, designed quarterback run, rolled outside, uh, got hit out of bounds, tore his ACL. Uh, now is coming back and playing well. Even in his, his actually his first game back, he got GMAC Offensive Player of the Year, or Player of the Week, rather. Uh, and then Mike Herzog, a fellow fifth year, uh, at, you know, as we mentioned earlier, is just playing phenomenally. Uh, his first uh, season starting fully, or, you know, th- this long at running back. Uh, hadn't played since 2019 before this year and is just really showing what he's made of and, and playing very well. How are the Chargers doing overall this season? Uh, so frankly, a little bit uh, of a mixed bag. Started off really well, uh, and then once GMAC play uh, kind of began, had a couple of wins, and then uh, took a couple of tough losses as well. Mostly that, that Tiffin loss hurts uh, particularly bad. Obviously, you get, you get blanked at home for the first time, I believe, uh, since 98, and uh, did not obviously look all that good in that game, but then there's moments uh, this season where the Chargers have looked very, very good. Uh, talked with uh, Coach Otterbein and uh, defensive end Riley Tolzma this week, who both echoed the idea that this was the first game uh, against Northwood this week where they looked like they played a complete full 60 minutes. Uh, both player or both uh, Riley and Otter kind of said, we, we've had flashes of we played a really good you know, second half against Walsh or first half against Truman, uh, but this was the game where we kind of put it all together, and, and you hope that that obviously carries on going forward. As far as future games for the Chargers, what can we expect? Well, you, we got a really good one uh, this weekend, obviously. Uh, we're both going to be out of town, uh, but we are taking on Findlay at home. And obviously for anyone in the, the sports world for the Chargers knows Findlay is kind of the team to beat. Uh, the Oilers from Ohio are, you know, the rivals uh, for the Chargers. And really, if, there, if there's one game you kind of circle on the schedule as far as like this is the one we got to win is usually Findlay. All right. Thank you for joining us, Christian. Anytime. This is the Collegian Week in Review. This is Maddie, and I'm here with my co-host Lauren, who's also the assistant opinions editor for the Collegian. This week, she wrote a story about the K-12 program at Hillsdale and uh, how it's added a couple new schools to its program. Lauren, tell me about this story. Of course. So the K-12 education office, they accept three to five new member schools each year. And so they have applications open and schools apply and they have to do things like obtain a charter and whatnot if they're a charter school. And so this year they accepted three new schools, which now brings um, the total of Hillsdale affiliated schools to 23. These schools are located in Fargo, North Dakota, Jacksonville, Florida, and Cincinnati, Ohio. And the one located in Fargo, it's called Capstone Classical Academy. It's actually the very first private school to be Hillsdale affiliated. Um, Of course, not including Hillsdale Academy, but that school is owned by Hillsdale. So it's a little bit different than the member schools because the member schools are... Um, completely owned and operated by other people, not by Hillsdale. They just use uh, the Hillsdale K-12 curriculum and receive teacher training and whatnot from the college. What does it mean to be a member school? 
So the member schools get a number of advantages whenever they become Hillsdale affiliated. I'd say the big one that um, Kathleen O'Toole, the assistant provost at the K-12 office, um, the big one that she emphasized was the teacher training, both um, at their own school, um, whenever people from the office will travel to the schools, but also they have a annual summer conference where all of the teachers and school leaders, such as the principals or headmasters, will travel to Hillsdale, Michigan, and receive teacher training from uh, staff at Hillsdale College. So, for instance, like the English teachers at the member schools, they'll receive a lesson from Dr. Jackson or Dr. Lindley, and that is more focused on how to be a good teacher. And so, of course, um, content is really important as far as education goes, but also being a good teacher is equally as important. And so that's something that the K-12 office tries to emphasize to the member schools that it's not only knowing the content, it's also being a good teacher and knowing how to teach students. Um, That really makes for a great school. They also receive the K-12 program guide, which is a 700-page sequence for every grade and every subject, K-12. through And so there are other schools who are non-member schools who use the K-12 curriculum. Um, I believe there are about 50 non-member schools who do that. But that's also something special for the member schools is to receive the K-12 through program guide. Thanks for sharing, Lauren. You're welcome. You have been listening to the Collegian Week in Review on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM. We're your hosts, Lauren Scott and Maddie Welsh. You can find the Collegian online at www.hillsdalecollegian.com or on Instagram and Twitter at hdalecollegian.com. Once again, this has been the Collegian Week in Review on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7 FM.